and today is uh, Sunday is it Sunday <laughs> I knew what it was and then I forgot what it was because maybe I wanted it to be Saturday still uh, but it is November 15 2020 and uh, today we're going to be discussing more on what's going on in the crypto world. I have scavenged all the news I can get and there's not much happening in the markets, not much happening in the economy. Everything is dark, cold, scary and uh, yeah, that's kind of where it is. But in the world of crypto, there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of plans, a lot of excitement and maybe that's the reason why I keep kind of going back to it because... It's always something exciting to me when we're talking about possibilities and probabilities and, you know, that we're building something, not destroying something. So that's at least what is for me. But what are we going to be talking about today? Well, we're going to be obvious that we're going to look at a market and see where the prices are. Are we up? Are we down? What in the world is going on? Uh, we're going to be looking at, you know, uh, our, what 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 is the money doing, right? Like, are people in? Are people out? We're going to take a little bit of the predictability whatever stuff that we could find about bitcoin and ethereum then we're going to go into like the state and legal kind of stuff and developments around the world when it comes to cryptocurrencies we're going to be discussing what's happening in the business side of the cryptocurrencies and that should beyond fill the day because there's just so much stuff that was going on and it's constantly being updated. I mean, this is a truly global economy kind of asset class thing going on that it's it's really crazy. So it's like, you know, by the time we finished the show, there was like new things that happened. And, uh, um, you know, the only way to keep up with it is to do this show 24-7, 365. And uh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's not going to happen. I need to be able to like do other things in life than just this is exciting as this is for me to do. Uh, but anyways, want to welcome everybody who is watching this live on OneDealAway.com. If you're there, sign in. If you don't have a sign-in thing because you haven't joined yet, make sure you join. You get a free course. It's free to join. I don't harass you. I don't sell your information. And, uh, you know, you can come in. We can do a Q&A at the end of the show, which we do every single time. If you are watching this elsewhere, YouTube, Facebook, uh, library, or whatever it is that uh, else that this thing may land on, uh, do me a huge favor. If there is a subscribe button, you know, uh, smash it. If there is some sort of notification button, smash it. If you're enjoying, you know, uh, the, the, the show and, and information that we're getting and doing here, um, you know, do me a huge favor. A thumbs up would be quite lovely if there's such a thing that exists on the platform that you are watching this on. And finally, I do want to do a special, special welcome for everybody who is listening to the show on one of the uh, many podcasting services. So the show is actually growing legs, so to speak. Uh, maybe it's growing wheels. I don't know. It just depends on where you are listening from. Uh, we are on Google uh, Podcasts. We are on uh, Spotify. Spotify is actually the largest group of people. So welcome and thank you. And it turns out there's uh, like, what, 80% men? So can we get some ladies to watch this? I mean, I know it's money. I know it's business. I know it's a guy talking about it. But it's so important. You know, it's important for everybody to pay attention to this. Men, women, trans folks, straight, queer, I don't care. I want you to come in and listen to this stuff. Your, your, 
your creds or lack thereof, you know, your race or lack thereof, your, you know, gender or lack thereof is really irrelevant to me because money is one of those things that is important for everybody. Preserving our wealth is incredibly important for everybody, regardless of what language you speak, where you come from. And unfortunately, the show is done in English, so you're going to have to be able to at least somewhat understand English. Uh, I guess we could start translating service, but that might get just a little bit crazy. Uh, and so we're probably going to just stick with English. So my apologies for that. But I do think that vast majority of people by this point are uh, speaking and at least somewhat understanding English. And if not, maybe this is the show that you start learning English on alongside with me. All right, y'all, let's do this. We use money daily and we fail to understand the basics of the asset. To refuse to inform yourself is to subscribe to financial tyranny perpetrated not by banks, corporations, government, or technology, but by those of us who use it yet fail to understand it. It is then that we agree to the terms and unknowingly turn our assets into liabilities, allowing our possessions to possess us. But it is time to change. Welcome to Money Geeks. All right, and good morning. I always tell myself I'm going to do a shorter version of stuff. But I'm a talker. I'm a talker. I come from a country where we talk with our arms, as you can probably see if you're watching this. And uh, you know, if uh, uh, you know, and if you're listening, obviously you can. But you can probably hear sometimes my excitement, and sometimes I get a little bit on the louder side, and that too has to do with the cultural difference. All right, y'all, stop yapping, Nev. Let's go into the markets. So let's take a look at what's going on in the markets. So as you can see, uh, Bitcoin. Uh, currently, as of you know, 7:14 a.m. on Sunday, November 15th, is $15,991.85. It has gone up 0.6% over the last 24 hours, and it's still st holding steady at 7.9% um, in the seven-day period. Ethereum is still well above 400, standing at $456.18. Thank you very much. But it is down 0.3% in 24 hours and up 4.8% in a seven-day period. Now, an interesting thing in co a connection between Bitcoin and Ethereum, it, uh, it almost appears like Bitcoin is leading the way. So it kind of pumps and then a few days later, Ethereum pumps. And then we see Bitcoin kind of go sideways or down. And then a few days later, Ethereum goes sideways and down. I don't know. It could be an interesting uh, thing to kind of monitor and trade. And uh, I don't know. Maybe it works. Let me know what you think about the whole thing. When we scroll down and take a look at what's going on in top 100, it's almost like a split 50-50 in the 24-hour period of the green and red. However, in the one hour, it's predominantly on the red side of things. And of course, the seven days is very, very green. I mean, there's some reds, but it's predominantly green. And uh, talking about seven days, the biggest gainer in seven days is Sushi, standing at 88.3% gain in seven days. Rune or Rooney or um, I don't know, R-U-N-E, 71.4% uh, gain. Uniswap up 64.2, Vite up 56.7, Ave 50% exactly, STX 44.4, uh, Balancer up 34.7, uh, Comp is up 32.2, .2. 
So as you can see, there's some really nice pumps that have happened in the seven days. On the dumping side, Ampleport is still winning at negative 13.1, followed by CRO, the crypto.com coin, at negative 8.1%. Um, and then it gets into the sevens and the fours, and, and it's very, very small. In the 24-hour, again, Sushi is still the biggest gainer. Rune, Uni, Comp, Sol, Ave, Yuma. Those are the biggest gainers and the biggest losers. Um, it's not huge. Like, we're talking like 5.9% Ampleport. Digibyte is 3.7. Then we get to 3.6 with HBAR. And then uh, OKB down 2.6. And it gets them in the low twos, ones, and stuff. So overall, kind of sideways-ish market. Nothing crazy and wild that is going one way or the other right so there you go that's kind of what the market overview is now i do want to go into some of the new stuff that we have seen and uh, one of the things is you know everybody including myself is wondering you know is the price going to go kind of you know back on down is it going to hold up it seems to have you know we've gone to sixteen thousand four hundred something a couple of days ago we have been sliding down since then uh, you know have broken down below 16,000 we looked at the charts yesterday and kind of analyzed some of the stuff we talked about it if you haven't seen it you can find it on the YouTube channel um, under money matters and uh, you go into the uh, you know crypto uh, part of the whole thing and you'll be able to find it and that's gonna be November 14th um, date date time day stamp whatever you want to call it um, but we talked about it and it's kind of one of those things that I'm saying it's a good thing but long term I think people are like oh my gosh is this going to dump I think long term we still have you know um, on a low end of things 40x to go on the higher end of things 80 to 100x to go so that uh, that makes the price of 15,000 16,000 and that kind of move uh, basically nothing I mean uh, Bitcoin still is, while the volatility has slowed down since the, the last bull market back in like 16, 17, uh, it has actually slowed down, but it's still volatile. So, you know, in the past we have seen it would pump and then dump, you know, even in the bull market, it would dump 30, 40, 50%, right? So be prepared for that mentally, emotionally, physically, however you need to get fiscally maybe as well uh, <coughs> for that to happen. Um, so, you know, uh, timing the market is going to be nearly impossible. Uh, we do know that we are in a bull market because typically right after halving we are. Um, you know, I talked about it uh, back in January, maybe February. I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember I did a whiteboard video wearing a yellow sweater. Um, so you'll be able to find that. And uh, at that point, um, that was prior to the closure pandemic stuff when it was even more affordable to get Bitcoin. But at that point, we were at about $7,800, dollars something like that, um, that I was making a big announcement saying, you know, you got you to gotta consider this stuff. Um, and uh, if you had invested uh, back then, you'd uh, basically be up uh, 100%, a little over 100% um, on your money, which is very, very cool. If you had gone in in the March lows when it was like 3000 something, I mean, we're talking... Uh, what like 3x uh, plus minus uh, so as you can see it is definitely a bull market is it possible that we go from this 16,000 down to 12,000 sure anything is possible so you got to be prepared for that to potentially happen um, and here is the the article that kind of talks about you know 
maybe you should plan for some of that stuff. But again, it's a short term thing. Uh, Bitcoin whale placed 100 million short on November 15th. So that's today after various on chain data hint at a whale induced BTC sell off. So what's going on? Well, there are many reasons to make uh, $16,000 an attractive area for sellers. Uh, for one, right, many individuals are in the green, right, uh, that you have bought them. And unless you were the person that bought and bought only uh, at the peak of 19,000 something, at which point you're still negative, but for vast majority of individuals, they are in the green, meaning they are profitable, meaning they could potentially sell and cash out. Now, um, you know, we could argue why you would or wouldn't do that. I personally wouldn't. Uh, but again, I also know that there are many individuals that have uh, purchased Bitcoin at a penny, at 10 cents, at a dollar, at $10 and $100. And uh, they're sitting on, you know, gazillion dollars. Okay, maybe not gazillion, but they're sitting, sitting on millions, even billions of dollars. And so taking a bit of profit when we start hitting the new highs does make perfect sense, right? So you take, a, you know, maybe 10, 20 percent at the 16,000 level and then you take another uh, 10, 20 percent at a 17,000 level and then you take another, you know, um, you know, 25 to 50 percent between 18 and 20,000 level and then just let it ride. Um, so it's it's absolutely possible we're going to see that. So that's why whenever we come to certain levels, we're actually going to hit that sort of resistance area and we're going to see a sell-off because there's going to be people that are going to sell it and then there's going to be people that are going to want to buy it so you know uh, it, it's going to go into tandem it just depends on market moves depending on are there more people selling than buying it's that simple um, a bit more challenging to try to guess what's going to happen but it's that simple of how the price moves there's significant liquidity at sixteen thousand dollars primarily because it's a heavy resistance level and of course, that's because, you know, uh, uh, you know, you have many people that are saying, you know, when it hits that amount, I am selling. So uh, this may result in uh, two scenarios, as the article says. First, the seller could get engulfed and cause a squeeze, which might cause BTC price to increase. Second, it could continue to apply selling pressure to BTC. Other major exchanges have spotted large deposits over the last 24 hours. And exchange uh, Gemini saw a 9,000 Bitcoin deposit, according to the data from CryptoQuant. Now, whales typically utilize uh, exchanges with compliance and regulatory measures because, right, uh, they want to make sure that they can get in and out. So they use platforms like Coinbase and Gemini. And now, considering that uh, so much the money was deposited into Gemini Exchange, um, you know, it's uh, it's time to be cautious. And there is some potential expectations that we could go down from the 15,900 some level that we are seeing. Although they could be waiting for the 16,000 to hit and then sell. But again, we'll see. And uh, there's a lot of kind of like a game theory happening there. Whenever there's like that uh, buy, sell, trading stuff, auction stuff, there's always a game theory of like of what price do you set stuff. And many people set the automated bots and stuff to buy and sell. And so that's why market can move uh, relatively quickly and so unless you have one of those things which uh, you know could make it a little bit more challenging unless you're sitting there in constant monitoring which I know some people do so uh, when BTC was at 16,000 in 2017 the market was extremely overheated 
This time around, the rally appears to be much more sustainable and gradual. As you, if you've been following the channel and kind of listening or watching uh, the whole thing, we have been kind of like sidestepping. It was, it really is. If you look at the chart, if you have a moment, take a look at the chart. It looks like a staircase. You know, it goes up sideways, up sideways, up sideways, and that is a really, really good way to go. Um, now, there's still more interest uh, there. Uh, back in 2017, the the retail investors, right, like the regular mortals, like you and I, were going bananas about Bitcoin, which is what made that parabola go straight up and then, well, straight down. <laughs> and uh, uh, but, anyways. So the, the searches on, on Google were going bananas for Bitcoin stuff. Uh, when you look at the Google trends now, there's still very, very little interest from retail investors um, right now. And so, but what we're seeing is that there's a huge interest from Wall Street, the, the large banks, the, the institutional investors and so on. And you're gonna see in some of the other uh, uh, news uh, channels of kind of like what is going on. And the ongoing rally is fundamentally different from 2017, and I actually do agree. The future funding rates are also neutral at around 0.01%, so basically nothing, which means the market is not as overheated or overcrowded as it was three years ago. This trend could make the downside limited, especially in the medium term. So I think in a short term, yes, we could go down medium term down but not like we're not you know we're not gonna go back down to 3,000 which point some of us go man bummer I could have bought more but you know we always it is, it's an interesting thing on the psychology we always want to buy more uh, at the lower price when the price is higher and pumping right so now that we're sitting at this like 15,009 16,000 level everybody's like oh man I wish I had bought at 3,000 but when it was at 3,000 it was really hard because it's like you know, it's 3,200, 3,300, 3,000. You're like, oh, it's going back down. So, you know, I think if it's one of those things that you're just interested in acquiring, um, you know, and as you're, if you're listening to the show, maybe you are, but as you listen to some of the news and stuff and start learning about the fundamental components and what everybody else is doing, that kind of stuff, you might realize and say to yourself, you know, it just makes sense for me to, invest at least a small portion of it and then you basically dollar cost average right or daily cost average as they call it or you you don't have to do daily you can do monthly or every paycheck or however makes sense to you and then you know you buy hundred dollars at uh, worth of bitcoin at three thousand hundred dollar worth of bitcoin at five thousand hundred dollar uh, worth of bitcoin at ten thousand and uh, you know, over the time you accumulate, because if you think about where we are right now, if there is a potential that is going to go, you know, say even 10X, that means that the 16,000 Bitcoin today, 10X is going to be $160,000 Bitcoin. So in that case scenario, uh, it's worth it, right? So anyways, not a financial advice, nothing I say on this channel, is a financial advice at all i'm not qualified to do that nor would i want to be uh, but it is just what folks are talking about and looking at it and we've seen it before and i think we're going to see it again and it's still uh, super not widely adopted but the adoption rate is growing and as i always you know say i like to get myself before the crowd shows up i don't want to show up with the crowd or after the crowd right it's kind of like going shopping for toilet paper in February 
you go in there you get it before the crowd then you don't have to deal with all of that the worst thing is trying to get and get some toilet paper after the crowd that 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 would have been worse all right jump the largest bank is belarus launched a cryptocurrency exchange service so yesterday at the show i told you there was a european bank that has done some crazy stuff today i promised we're going to look into that stuff the largest bank in belarus the asb belarus bank has reportedly launched a legal service enabling customers from country and russia to purchase cryptocurrency exchange digital assets for belarusian and russian rubles us dollars and euros directly with their visa payment cards they have partnered with cryptocurrency exchange called whitebeard to launch the new service starting november 13th so they started on friday friday the 13th it was a good day for the bank the entity plans to expand the list of nations soon but for right now they're just limited to belarus and the russian federation they haven't disclosed which cryptocurrencies assets will be available however whitebird has promised that the list will be extensive this is incredibly important and uh, really really cool and we're seeing a regular old traditional bank entering the space now it's not in the united states but we do have the crypto bank that is becoming a bank and there's more important news that is coming in from this like banking uh, uh government that kind of stuff and uh, for those of you watching you're like yeah i already see it now thanks Pakistan SEC discusses cryptocurrency regulation. Central bank confirms no crypto ban. So the consultation, uh, the, there's a paper that was basically released, and it's saying that the consultation paper focuses extensively on non-government and non-central bank issued crypto assets, and not on central bank digital cryptocurrencies, the CBDCs. Now, basically, the the State Bank of Pakistan has reportedly clarified the cryptocurrency is not banned. They did issue a warning about dealing in cryptocurrencies, but they did not ban it. Now, the circular is similar to the one issued in, by India's central bank, Reserve Bank of India, which did impose a banking ban. However, that was basically squashed by India's Supreme Court in March of 2020. They basically said, you know, you can't do this. So there's no ban in, uh, in India, um, even though that the Reserve Bank of India tried and uh, the pakistan uh, uh, bank is saying you know what we're just kind of worried about this stuff but there's no ban in it and i think that there you know more and more uh, countries are going to come in and say well you probably shouldn't deal with that stuff you should come and jump on our our, our uh, trade um, and some people will some people will some people won't some people will do both um, some people won't have an option but to do it so anyways let's jump to united states now and we have a brand new senator new elect senator Cynthia Loomis, a Republican in the state of Wyoming, and is the first female pro-Bitcoin senator, and she seems ready to make history. She is saying that she is going to put the debate about the benefits of Bitcoin adoption in the U.S. political agenda, so it's going to be a very exciting few years. This is what she said. I do hope to bring Bitcoin into the national conversation. I'm a former treasurer. Uh, I'm a former state treasurer, and I invest in our state's permanent funds. So I was always looking for a good store of value, and Bitcoin fits that bill. Um, during the, her candidacy, she revealed that she bought her first Bitcoin in 2013 after learning about its characteristics. Bitcoin has been part of her investment portfolio. And uh, she's basically saying that the nature of Bitcoin has mutated from being primarily money 
to being considered a store of value. And we've seen this mutation happen and we've been talking about it. And we're not the only channel that talks about it. Uh, <coughs> everybody's talking about it at this point. So, and I think many people understand that stuff. So payment with Bitcoin while exciting and stuff. And I think that there's some cool things. I don't know that that is the, the, the thing, right? Uh, so, but we'll see, we'll see how things are going to develop. I think more people are going to just basically huddle it, um, until they're blue in face. And I, I, I just might be one of those blue in face people. Call me Smurf. <laughs> Galaxy Digital acquires two crypto firms. And now we're getting into some business side of the things. Uh, they acquiring two crypto firms as they see a big wave of institutional demand for Bitcoin. Now, as you know, uh, Galaxy Digital is uh, Mike uh, Novogratz's company, and uh, they are basically uh, have acquired Drawbridge, Drawbridge, Drawbridge Lending, and Blue Fire Capital. Quote coming from Mike himself: Institutional investors and corporate and uh, corporates are becoming more knowledgeable and comfortable with digital assets. Institutions, hedge funds, high network individuals, family offices are all moving into Bitcoin and they're moving in as a store of wealth to have an inflation hedge and because it's becoming an institutional asset. Recently renowned uh, billionaire investor Bill Miller said that he thinks every major bank, every major investment bank, every major high network firm is going to eventually have some Bitcoin exposure. And my question is, do you? Many people do, many people still don't. But you know, if you get in before all of these billionaires and gazillionaires and the, the wealthy plans, and you know, at some point you're going to see not just banks, not just corporates, not just family offices, but they were gonna see like pension funds and insurances and all these different things. And uh, you know, I, I wanna be in front of them, right? I have been funding them for most of my life. Now it's time for them to fund me. And Bitcoin gives me that opportunity. Drawbridge Lending is a CFTC regulated company that provides commercial individual loans on secure Bitcoin held at qualified custodians. Bluefire Capital provides investment brokerage and trading service with a focus on crypto assets. And of course, they basically want to uh, put these companies together to really get themselves ready for this tsunami wave as I keep coming of money that is going to enter the space. And so when I was saying that, you know, Bitcoin 10x, you know, that makes it from 16000 to $160,000, right? But imagine if it's 100x, which is a possibility. Uh, probably not tomorrow, definitely not in 2021. Uh, but over time, over time, you know, that would make your uh, uh, Bitcoin uh, be somewhere around what? 1.6 million? Uh, is that right? Am I, is my math correct? Right? Uh, so check me, please. But, you know, to me, again, it's not a guarantee. You know, nobody can tell you that that is a guarantee and stuff. But just looking, looking at what we're seeing happen in the marketplace, I am thinking to myself, you know, even if there's a potential that we're going to double, which I think is super easily accomplished, that is amazing. That is amazing. Why wouldn't I invest in something that has a very high probability that is going to double? Incredibly good probability that is going to go up 10 to 50x. 
and uh, not like super high probability but a probability nonetheless that is going to go 100x um, that would be silly for me not to at least have some exposure to it but that is just me all right back to the business side of things well coinbase is going to partner and uh, they're going to be you're going to be able to actually use your bitcoin to get yourself a passport how fun is that so a nearly 50-year company um, US-based passport visa processing firm uh, Peninsula Visa will now be accepting BTC Bitcoin to select passport service Coinbase crypto uh, payments arm Coinbase Commerce will be assisting and over the next 12 months you can expect that you're going to be able to use some of your Bitcoin to get yourself for particular uh, things on the list such as passport renewal name change second passport and second passport renewal so there you go 2021 should be exciting year for bitcoin and bitcoiners but that is not all we still have extra news coming in on this beautiful yet rather chilly sunday morning at least where i am right now and that is the payment provider bitpay is rolling out cryptocurrency payroll service now bitpay if you don't know has been one of the earlier sort of uh, uh, individuals that have come out to assist companies uh, to accept crypto. Now, the upside of it is that, you know, it was an easy plug-in and play integration piece. The downside of it is that while the customer can spend crypto, you don't earn crypto. You earn whatever currency you have. Now, that for some businesses is perfect, right? Because now you're doing exposure. So uh, right now, for example, One Deal Away, which is the sponsor of the show, uh, it's uh, number one, dealaway.com, um, financial education uh, service provider. Basically, that's that's what we do. We teach you how to make money. How cool is that? And then also keep it as well. Uh, but what I wanted to share is that, you know, when we roll that out, of course, we were doing like going with the Stripe, which is a payment processor. We have uh, PayPal, of course, as well that, uh, you know, you can do to join the Academy, which Academy is awesome because you get all of the courses for one low monthly payment you can stop whenever uh, start whenever um, and you get access to all of the courses that we have and we have quite a few and of course more are going to be coming in um, as the time uh, goes on so anywhere from crypto to real estate as you know I'm really really big on real estate and crypto as well um, you know simple money management stuff that has been voted as like the craziest easiest thing uh, that one you know doesn't seem to entices many 40 or 50 year olds however many of the uh, college-age students and uh, individuals that are in their 20s and early 30s are absolutely raving about uh, the money management service and uh, the book uh, from financial stress to money blessed which by the way you can get on our website onedillaway.com or on amazon all right anyways we rolled out the BitPay because I wanted to make sure that our company exposes itself to the crypto. Um, we still have it. You're still able to use BitPay to actually pay for the courses as well. Uh, but now I am also wanting to earn in crypto crypto. So, of course, uh, you know, we are in the process of always expanding, always growing. Um, and so developing uh, um, access and ability to, you know, um, enroll yourself with uh with crypto where uh we actually also accept crypto so it's not just bitpay where we just accept the us dollars but we actually get crypto out of the whole thing 
So that's kind of where we are right now in addition to developing other stuff with the crypto. But anyways, now you know who the, the, the BitPay is. Now, what are they doing? Well, uh, BitPay Send is a payout service uh, with a focus on international and gig economy companies looking to pay multiple recipients online simultaneously. And uh, what they're doing is that uh, a variety of payment functions, including payroll, customer cash out request, contractor payment, reward issuance, and settlement with marketplace seller, and recipients will need to have a BitPay ID and cryptocurrency wallet, and companies are going to be charged 1% fee for the service. However, no foreign exchange fees, which is quite lovely because those can add up. Um, an alternative to crypto payroll service as such as Bitwage. So Bitwage was one that was kind of rolling out the payroll stuff originally, and uh, now they're basically competing with them. Uh, so we'll see how that rolls out. But again, I think it just showcases that there is definitely a, uh, a positive move into the world of crypto. All right. So. A little while ago, about seven months ago, you know, we've been talking extensively about Bitcoin and, uh, uh, you know, we've been discussing kind of how it's, you know, beneficial, how it's been in a bull market, how, you know, uh, uh, sometimes you just have to, uh, you know, uh, dollar cost average or Bitcoin cost average, right? <laughs> BCA as opposed to DCA. Uh, and there was an article that just rolled out yesterday, last night, actually. That I thought was really interesting. We're not going to read the whole thing, but I think it's important to put it, things into perspective. So seven months ago, we've a uh, bunch of people have received the twelve hundred dollars as the U.S. stimulus check, right? And uh, had you invested that twelve hundred dollars when you received that into Bitcoin, it would be now worth almost three thousand dollars. So that's uh, more than double. That's more than double, and this is the reason why one of the reasons why i'm really bullish on the whole thing all right now it's time to switch a little bit to ethereum uh bitcoin's little brother uh we didn't talk about it as much and uh you know we are seeing the the ethereum reserves decline to levels unseen since november 2018. now why is this important well it's very very important because there is a potential a potential strong potential you know it's not guaranteed nothing is guaranteed you know in the world of of money and investing but there is a probability and a very high probability that ethereum is going to soar and it's going to really soar high over the upcoming months and couple of years the percentage of eth held on exchanges dropped to a two-year low now of course as you know when people put uh, 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 money on the exchange they actually are going there to exchange it to something else meaning they're going to sell that particular thing so this indicates that there is a lower selling pressure as it holds a price pretty stable now at above $450 per ETH. ETH 2.0 is nearing with expected mainland launch in December 2020, and the appetite to sell Ethereum at the current price is super relatively low. And why wouldn't it be? You know, you, you see a Bitcoin that is, you know, only about, what, 15 to 20% off of its all-time high, Whereas Bitcoin, uh, whereas Ethereum, which was about thousand dollars something per Ethereum, is only at four hundred fifty. So there's like what sixty percent to go, something like that. Um, you know, I mean, um, uh, so anyways, you kind of see where 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 the potential can can go. 
Um, E2.0 is a critical uh, network upgrade for Ethereum. In case you don't know much about it, let me just briefly share this whole component and kind of why there's a holding uh, pattern here. Currently, the Ethereum blockchain is processing around 15 transactions per second. However, E2.0 is uh, saying that, hey, we're more likely than not going to be processing um, to begin with about 3,000 transactions per second, which is huge. Uh, with the potential to reach 100,000 transactions uh, per second in the long term. And uh, of course, uh, it's important for Ethereum to uh, become much more scalable within it because unlike Bitcoin, which is really being used as a store of value where people just huddle like crazy, Ethereum is important because it primarily handles decentralized applications. And uh, so it's being used as sort of this like revolving kind of money it really truly does power the network and so it's a little bit different component of the whole thing now <clears throat> will it go up i don't know well you know will it stay the same i don't know i think it's important that you know um if uh, um you know the, the the problem with ethereum because it is powering so many things right uh the 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 the, the part of the challenge with it is that if the price moons that means that all of the other, uh, uh, you know, projects and, and altcoins and stuff that exist and ride on top of Ethereum, um, you know, are going to be much more expensive to deal with. Now, of course, if you buy it now at 450 and then you have, you know, say 10 ETH that you bought at 450 and now it's, you know, costing you, you know, uh, a thousand and stuff, but the gas prices and that kind of stuff is all the same, then it doesn't really matter as much. Uh, but if you have to buy more at the higher prices, it could get pretty expensive. Now, users, uh, uh, basically, for the ETH 2.0 to run, uh, then uh, they're basically asking for individuals that, uh, that hold it to stake their uh, ETH. So they have to stake uh, 32 ETH, uh, and then they can process the Ethereum transactions on the blockchain. So you become basically a processor for all of that. And, of course, in return for all of that, uh, you receive about 15% return every year on the ETH holding. So if you putting 32 is the minimum, you can put more. Uh, and of course, you can withdraw whenever you want, but you only get paid if you have minimum 32 and you get paid on the amount that you actually have staked. So that's one of the things that is rolling out. Uh, they have announced it for, um, I want to say, December of this year. So that's coming in about two weeks, plus minus. Um, and uh, because of that, they're saying that it's a very, very uh, low probability of a large whale sell-off because they just might go in and stake it and be able to uh, make money off of the, the you know, uh, earning, earning basically the percentage of the whole thing. So there you go. That's the piece. And to finish, to finish a bit of the news uh, for today, for today's show. We are going into a brand new crypto newcomer that just surged 400% because it was fueled by the bank that also backed Ripple and BlockFi. And now the question is, well, which one? So we're entering the altcoins. Um, and uh, when you enter the altcoin forest, you've got to be very, very careful because a lot of these projects are brand new. Um, but they're very important projects, you know, some of them, uh, uh, you know, are powering some very important things. And the cool part about the altcoins is that uh, what we typically see, there's this interesting relationship between Bitcoin 
and Ethereum that we discussed earlier in the show. But there's also a very interesting relationship between Bitcoin and altcoins. Typically, what we see is Bitcoin will go and pump and altcoins are not doing much of anything. They're kind of sideways, a little bit of down, a little bit of up, you know, blah, 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 kind of happening. And then Bitcoin kind of like stalls and maybe starts kind of coming down and it's consolidating, right? And it's almost like money moves from Bitcoin to altcoins. Um, and then altcoins start booming like crazy. And so that's where you can get some insane returns. And, and you've seen it, you know, in the show and you've heard it here in the show where we talk about, you know, like, and this particular, you know, coin is up, you know, 120% for seven days. Like we're talking crazy, crazy stuff. So this is how this newcomer is up 400% uh, in a short period of time. Crypto assets flying under the radar has printed gains of 400% after receiving a bid boost from one of the largest commercial banks in Thailand. CoinGecko relieves, uh, reveals, relieves, relieves as well as reveals that Alpha Finance, uh, sticker symbol I guess is Alpha, traded at an all-time low of $0.02, so $0.02 cents on November 3rd before igniting a strong parabolic move to as high as $0.1, so $0.10 cent, on November 14th. Now, of course, you know, when people look at this stuff, they were like, oh, from $0.02 cents to $0.10 cents and stuff, you were like, how much did you make? Well, you probably also didn't hold one, right? You probably held, if you held, you know, you held, I don't know, $1,000 worth of it, right? So if you have $1,000 worth of it at $0.02, cents, and then you have, you know, then you have the same amount of the coins at ten cents. That thousand bucks is basically about four thousand bucks, right? So now you're like, wait a minute, this actually is a little bit better. This sounds better. So it doesn't sound like a whole lot when you talk about like pennies. So you got to focus on the return on investment. You got to focus on the percentages so that things are making a bit more sense. Um, now, the Alpha Finance is a decentralized finance platform that is developing an ecosystem of products that will interoperate across multiple blockchains. Uh, Alpha Finance Lab announced that it is teaming up with SCB10X, which is the investment arm of Thailand-based banking giant Siam Commercial Bank, SCB. SCB10X is an early investor in San Francisco-based payment startup like Ripple and crypto lending platform BlockFi. So the payment, the partnership seeks to close the gap between traditional finance and DeFi. So if we kind of look at what they have invested in, I think everybody has heard of Ripple, even if you're not inside uh, the crypto universe all the time. And, uh, you know, many people might have also heard of BlockFi and BlockFi is kind of cool. It's a crypto lending platform, but BlockFi does more than just crypto lending. You can go in and now purchase, uh, for example, uh, you know, Bitcoin um, if you want and you can deposit it on their platform and earn, you know, 6% or 8% interest or whatever, you know, it changes. So definitely check with them. Um, the other piece that you also can do is that if uh, say you're like, well, I don't know that I want to do that. Um, you know, I still like the dollar. So you can purchase uh, called the USDC, which is uh, basically a digital stable coin of the US dollar and it's pegged one to one. So one US dollar in a paper form or in a bank form is same as uh, one USDC. It's one to one ratio, they're pegged together. That is called a stable coin. And so you can go in and say you take $1,000 from your bank 
and put it into USDC, then you can go and deposit that into BlockFi, and I believe they pay uh, 10%, 12% return on your investment, like, right? Like, so it's like a high yielding savings account. Again, you know, it is all new and stuff. I don't know that I would put all of my money, but you know what? Many people have. And so, you know, you do whatever is comfortable within your own level and spectrum. I just kind of like the fact that they are doing that stuff. Now, what we're seeing with Alpha uh, is not unusual, you know, and I think that if and when Alpha lists on Coinbase, forget it, that puppy can go up way more than just 10 cents. And uh, given of who is backing them, you know, is there a good probability that they're going to be highly successful company? Maybe, probably. I mean, you know, sometimes you want to do business with the people that know how to do business and you partner with people that, uh, you know, know how to partner with you and that you can help each other grow and help each other benefit. Um, you know, uh, not that long ago, maybe I did mention, maybe I didn't mention it. Uh, Civic, for example, is one of the things I think we talked about a couple of days ago when they listed on uh, Coinbase. I mean, they went up some, you know, 600 percent and stuff which is very cool. They came back down since then um, and have been sort of like holding steady-ish at, uh, at this rate, which is very, very cool. So, um, you know, a small investment could turn into a really large investment very, very quickly. So there you go. That's it for today's show. If you have learned anything else, which I hope you have, if you have learned anything, if you have learned anything else, if you learned anything, anything whatsoever, do me a huge favor. Let me know by smashing that like button do subscribe if uh, and uh, do hit the alerts if any of those things exist from where you're watching and or listening this show from. I am excited to chat with you all tomorrow. Until then, stay forever money blessed and do remember, you are only one deal away.